Welcome to Living Off the Land, the All Things Cleveland podcast, with your hosts, Jordan, Jimmy, Ryan, and Dan. Follow us on social media at the LOTL podcast. All right, here we go. Browns postgame show, Deerfield Gridiron postgame show, brought to you by LOTL. Um, Dan, here with Steve and Ryan as we lament uh, a pretty pathetic Browns performance today. Um, laying an egg right before the bye week. 16-6, to they lose at home to the Las Vegas Raiders. And uh, away we go. I don't know where to start with this one, guys, but um, first I'll just, you know, I, I pretty much know the answer to this, but how are we doing? Rough day. The pretty rough day out there. Um yeah, more ways than one. You know, this this uh I'll just give Ryan credit. Um he he didn't feel good about this game from the outset. I'm and, not giving him credit. <laughs> sure enough, yeah. You know, maybe it was, we went to the well, you know, you keep guessing against the Browns, you know, you're gonna get right every I gotta once be in a right while, eventually. But, but <laughs> yeah. uh Yeah, I mean pretty much uh you said it. We talked about it earlier. Really nothing at all redeeming about the way this, this game played out. A um, couple injuries didn't help. Miles Garrett, uh, oh, no. the one of two shining okay. uh, stars on that defense uh, amongst a pile of turds. Um, hopefully he's okay. He'd been dealing with the ankle injury. We had known that coming in. He had been dealing with that all day. Apparently there's also some scans scheduled for his knee. Uh, I don't know which. I don't know if it's the same leg or the other leg. Either way, not great. Um, yeah, it's just nothing really worked the whole the whole game from the start. I mean, we we stopped them early. We got a little bit of luck with a missed field goal. Thought we were going to be able to take advantage, and and never did. Dude, that field goal! <laughs> oh my god, that was awesome. That first was start, I first thought that was going to miss right, and then it just banana sliced back left. Yep, and. Uh, missed it le- by doinking the upright left. I mean, if you've ever seen like a delayed duck hook in golf, I mean that's literally what that field goal looked like. Yeah. I, but then that, but then that dude was perfect. The rest of his kicks. He's yeah. kicking at the other end of the field. I think that really helped. True. Yeah. Not kicking into the dog pound is helpful, even on a even on a day where there's really like no wind. Mm. Just kicking into the dog pound sucks. Yeah, that's not that's not an easy feat. Yeah. Um, I mean, Parky had two kicks down there. He made the first one, mostly because he kept the kick low and out of the wind out as much as he could. I tweeted about uh, that. That that might have been the ugliest field goal of all time. I I don't know if I can imagine remember one that was that was pretty hideous looking. I mean, it still worked. You got to do it. I'd rather him be ugly and good than miss, no matter how pretty. It was so ugly, it was beautiful. Yeah, (laughs) there there we go. Um, We had the we had the one against Baltimore a couple years ago. Uh, in overtime, that got partially blocked and just barely went in. Yeah, that's but true. But that was too. partially blocked. Yeah. Oh man, I thought you were going to mention the double, the double, the doink. double doink that was off the the Dawson bar, and ultimately they originally oh, called it 07. no good, but then they yeah. called it good afterward. Oh yeah, that was, that was against was the Ravens in 07. Years that ago, was legitimately beautiful. That was crazy. 
but yeah, I mean, there's, I mean, I don't even know where to go. There's so many, so many things sucked. Uh, what, do, what, what do you good. want to talk about? Well, I mean, I'm, we could talk about, I tell you what, uh, Baker did not play terrible. We had maybe a couple overthrown balls, but for the most part, uh, a lot of his incompletions came off of drop passes. Yeah, he got no help. Across the and board, it was no help today. Brutal. Yep. He had, and I don't know if it was just that the ball was wet and, and slick and it was moving around more and the receivers. I, I'm Not coming up with, ex- yeah, I'm yeah. coming up with excuses, but I don't Their really buy any. didn't drop any passes. You know, because they, they ran the ball. I mean, they right. ran. There we go. Here's a quick segue. So, yeah, we dropped a ton of passes. That was a problem across the board. But the time of possession battle the the domination on the line of scrimmage was just embarrassing i mean the fact that a team came from the west coast into cleveland and bullied us on both sides of the ball they bitched us out 100 percent. we just got out 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 muscled out manned out hustled out everything i mean out coached i mean yeah. the coaching was a part of it as well i mean at one point, there was like fourteen fifty three left in the fourth quarter, and if I, I remember again, I, I tweeted about this one too. It's like if we don't score here, it very well could be over. And I wasn't even trying to be dramatic, but it was just that the the Raiders had seven, eight, nine minute drives of yeah. uh, it just they completely ran oh, down our throws. Couldn't get off the field. Third I down mean, was a nightmare on both sides for us. We yeah. couldn't, you know, we couldn't get out of our own way, and we couldn't stop, you know, a cold. With, with on third down, it was just unbelievable. Very rarely uh, can you look at a box score and say, "Hey, uh, we gave up 16 points." And just if you watch the entire game, Here's from- come away from <laughs> come away from that game being completely depressed about how the defense played. I mean, because if you look at it on paper, that's actually the be- the defense's best point output of the season. Right. They 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 did not till today. They did not hold the other team below twenty points the whole season. Right. But that's also incredibly misleading because uh, the Vega the Raiders uh, ran the ball forty six times, forty five times for two hundred and eight yards, and we couldn't get off the field. We couldn't stop any their running game at all. And it's not like they were just they weren't chunking us for yards. But my God, did we ever? Tackle them for less than a four or five yard gain uh, uh, when they were rushing the ball. I can't think of many. Maybe maybe a handful throughout the whole game. They were eight for fourteen on third down. They were two for two on fourth down. And here's here's a stat for you for our defense. Um, our we played. You know, Derek Carr's not bad. Derek Carr's fine. Uh, and Joe Burrow is proving to be a pretty good quarterback, but he's a rookie. So it's not like we've played like, you know, Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers the last two weeks. We've forced the opposing team to punt once in the last two games. Yeah. One time. And that was early on in the game against the Bengals last week. Once. The the Ra- I couldn't tell you the Raiders' punter name uh, if you gave me a thousand chances. You have no idea. Because he didn't enter the game today. And they didn't punt one time. And part of that you could attribute to at least last week we had a couple turnovers. And so that helped, you know, somewhat with that number. And this week, not so much. So just our defense has been so porous all year long and been saved by the fact that we've been honestly doing a pretty damn good job in the turnover game. Uh, not, right. not today. Maybe almost could have. Uh, but yet another 
uh, near interception that wasn't that should have been, and we've talked about this, could have been a pick six, maybe, maybe not. Um, and and the oh, Miles man, Garrett, run, Miles that, Garris almost uh, Miles almost had that strip sack too. I don't know how yep. that that ball didn't come out. Um, yeah, the that, Ronnie Harrison one. Oh, that man. was the same play as the almost interception, wasn't it? I Actually, so. I think so. Yeah. yeah, yeah, man, Ronnie. Yeah, Ronnie Harrison was off to the races there. Yeah. on that that yeah. would have been a pick six. I mean, it's 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 quite an assumption, but for me, that was co-play of the game. Oh, the other one being the which touchdown. is crazy, right? Because it happened so early. But you're yeah. not wrong. Yeah, because if you get seven points on the board there, boy, does that change a lot. I mean, yeah. that, that forces – I mean, maybe not so early in the game, but yeah, at some point that seven points ends up adding – I mean, seven points is maybe not that significant on a day where the weather is fine and, and the people are throwing it around all over the place. But on a day like today, that would have made a big difference. Oh, absolutely. Um, Especially, like, look at how much they – clearly they wanted to run the ball. They, the didn't, rate, they didn't feel the need to, to throw very often. And, you know, we put them in a 7 hole early. Different yeah. story. I mean, yeah. you know, Dan's to Dan's point, you know, where you could have dropped this game into 2016 or 2017, and it's you wouldn't have known any different. Um, I actually made that exact point on a family group text with my aunts and uncles immediately following the game. Yeah, so we were all thinking the same thing uh, as far as that. I mean, it really did look like a 2017 Browns game out there. Yeah, I mean, we were talking about it before, and before we got recorded, like. You could have literally, like with the claw game, you could have taken that, lifted it up, and dropped it into 2017, and that's what that game looked like today. It was so sad. It looked like you – like, not saying that, that today's game was all Kevin Stefanski's fault, but that looked like a Hugh Jackson coach football team. It was bad. Yeah. Really I mean, this was, this was not one of Kevin's best days, and, you know, John Gruden is a seasoned, experienced head coach. He's got a Super Bowl to his resume. I mean, that was it, pretty much in all phases of the game. We we looked outgunned today. We not only got out hustled and out and, and out and out manned, but you know, out coached is a part of that. Um, it's just a shame because man, coming in the the thought of being six and two, having tiebreakers over both the Colts and the Raiders, that would have just been. I, you know, there's no such thing as a guarantee, obviously, but boy, it would have felt like we were damn sure making the playoffs is that at a minimum that last wild card spot. Yeah. Um, now we're at this point, you know, five and three. I, it's still it's a winning record, and I'm thankful for that. But it just it's it just feels like I, I'm so soured on this because we're going into the bye week. Definitely got a punch in the gut. Six and two was and, right there. It was in our grasp. It was literally right there. Yeah, and it's just it's a shame because it's it's a wasted opportunity. And you know, I, I think if we get it, that that was a winnable game. We yeah. we, we we laid an egg today. The defense was clearly a problem. Uh, those problems aren't going away anytime soon. No, but. I still, I still think that's a winnable game if we just get a couple different breaks. That's you know maybe a couple different play calls, a little bit of luck here or there. There's, there's, man, I, I, I'm so, I'm still hung up on. I don't know what I'm more pissed about: all the drop passes or the fact that on third down the Raiders seem to do whatever the hell they wanted. Third, yeah. third and a mile on multiple occasions, and it just, it never mattered how buried they were. They just yeah, kept I mean, coming back. six and one half doesn't, doesn't the other for me. I mean. The the offensive issues with the drops is a focus issue. It's not a talent issue because we haven't had the drops like this all year. It's not like these guys don't know how to catch the ball. Well, Njoku, maybe. But, uh, well, not maybe. Yes, he does. Yeah. Uh, get get off my football team. I'm done with you. 
Um, that drop he had on third down late in the third quarter was, just, oh, it was, it was, a was just a killer. The Browns had just gotten across half midfield. That looked like it was going for a 20 or more yard game. Yeah. <sighs> we were going, we're going to drive to tie the game and he drops that ball. Uh, we have to punt it away. And then I don't know what happened. They never really talked about it. They went to commercial and came back. Why was that not downed at the one? Why was that a touchback? I never I, I, because I Sheldrick Redwine jumped and batted the ball back into play. Like he never taught. He never like I guess like are you not allowed to cross the goal line? Like like even if you're in the air. I think that's what. If it is. If so, that's a rule change they must have just made. Because right, that, because you, that's not that's not like a penalty like in on the or not a penalty, but that's not something that they call like on a catch out of bounds. Like if a guy is leaning out of bounds, but he has his two feet in. And the ball's across the line. They call it a catch. Right. Mm-hmm. I don't understand. Like, that doesn't make any sense. He jumped. He batted the ball over his head. He never touched in the end zone. Very little that the referees did today made sense. Yeah. Oh, they were, um, they were absolutely I mean, there were two egregious. calls toward the late part of the game that were egregious. I remember there was one when the Browns were down 16-6, to six and they had a third down, and Baker ended up running and appeared to get the first down, but they marked yeah, him short. That? So the Browns had to hurry up. It was fourth and fourth and half a yard. So they just go ahead and, and sneak it to get to make sure they get the first down. But that caused another twenty or thirty seconds to yeah. go off the clock. It co- it, it that to- was in, in total. It cost them about forty five seconds. That was just not good at all. And then don't even get me started on on the you know okay. I'm going to play a little bit of devil's advocate here. You guys so far have really harped on the defense and the fact that they were out physicaled and they couldn't get off the field. They were just getting gashed on the ground, and that's all well and good and everything. But let's talk about one other thing. They were terrible between the 20s. In the red zone, the Raiders were having a much harder time. Mm-hmm. They had they had to kick field goals. Sure. And I'm sorry. Their one touchdown was not a touchdown. Oh, 100%. Hunter Renfro did not catch that ball. You could see the tip of it rubbing against the grass out of his arm. How in the world does that not get overturned? And then you and then you also see how his hand comes off the ball. In, uh, ridiculous. Here's my thing about this. That's a 12-6 here, game. My, you have it's to, such a different game well, here, than 16 Well, here's my, here's my thing. You have to call this the same. You have to call it the same way, both sides. If Jarvis's catch for a touchdown, you're going to overturn that. That was called a touchdown on the field. That wasn't a call. That wasn't called incomplete where they would have to overturn it to give him the touchdown. Jarvis's uh, uh, touchdown, we thought touchdown, uh, was called a touchdown on the field, and then they overturned it. Mm-hmm. Uh, As it well, was, I think they should have. Right. The Renfro... Was called was that called that was a called a touchdown as well yeah yes. right but you have to like I'm not saying each play was the same but each play was like like bang bang like they could go either way like for them to say I get that okay by by the rule actually who knows what a catch is in the NFL so Never I don't way. know if it is by the rule but I guess if you look at it maybe Jarvis's isn't and we talked about this before. It's kind of hard in hindsight to go back and say, like, when Jarvis has happened, like, the refs didn't know that there was going to be another controversial touchdown call on the for the other team. So it's not, you know, whatever. But it's like, if you go and you take the touchdown away from the Browns for a, a controversial catch, you have to do the same for the Raiders. I think the, the main difference is... According to the rules experts, and I, I, they always drive me nuts. Experts, yeah, as I do, he- air heavy air quotes. 
is the is the movement. The ball is allowed to touch the ground as long as you're cradling it, as long as you're under the ball. A part of the ball can touch the ground; it just can't move. You have that's the completing the catch component, right? But we didn't. But but was Hunter Renfro cradling the ball? Because I didn't if, think, you, if you his watch, hand his off. hand comes off the ball that's as my, he yeah. starts sliding. So if your hand comes off the ball, the hand that's cradling the football. Therefore, you do not have control. I would have thought. There is no way he had control of that pass. There's no chance. No way. The, I think the only reason the ball doesn't which, move is he's, he's on it. Right. Which, if you do take that touchdown away, then Oakland kicks a field goal because they were where? Like the six-yard line? It 9-6. It would have been 12-6. No, but they were at like the six-yard line. So they weren't going for it on fourth down. Like that, that would have been fourth down. Right, no. And actually it was 6-6 six, six at the time, so that would have made it 9-6. So, but I mean, like you're taking four points off the board. Exactly. So when the Browns were driving down 16 to six, it could have been, or it could have been, and should have been 12 six. Yep. Which completely changes the dynamic the because whole... the Browns were the Browns were rushing because they thought they had to score twice. Maybe they don't rush as as quickly uh, to try and score first, and then you know you know if if say Cody Parkey doesn't miss that field goal, then they could try the onside kick because uh, at at the end there when they had two minutes left. I don't care that they had three timeouts. There's no way you're kicking that ball back to the Raiders because you had you you showed that you couldn't stop them from getting a first down. So you had to kick an onside kick. The entire game plays out differently in the end game if it's 12-6 than 16-6. 100%. You know, Jarvis, they threw that ball in the end zone on third down. It ends up getting batted away. You know, maybe they like to go for it in that situation. Well, they probably do, actually, well, because had, they're yeah, down, yeah, down yeah, by six. Would, yeah. So, you know, maybe Google they, maybe they hit anything. it and take the lead. They don't hit it, then, you know— Raiders get the ball back, you know, you get a chance to stock them in theory. I mean, you hadn't really right. done a good job of that all day, but, you know, maybe you get one last shot at it. It's just, I mean. There's no way I was giving my defense one last shot at trying yeah. to stop them. Well, no, I mean, I'm just saying if you had missed fourth down, then you oh, wouldn't have had any choice. Yeah. Well, right, yeah, it still would have been a one-possession game. Right. Right, I get that. And, you know, it, no. Yeah, it just changed everything. It no, changed everything. that did not cost the Browns the game. They they missed way too many opportunities on offense. The drop um, passes. I, the, just, you know, me. Officially, the receivers officially are, I guess they had five drops. Yeah, the receivers just, they pissed me off today, honestly. Uh, Joku, uh, probably more so than anybody else. Um, Harrison Bryant, uh, you know, the catch, the fumble. That was a oh. really huge play, right? This, we were talking about huge plays early in the game. We yeah. talked about the interception that might have happened. He was that fumble was too. really bad. The Browns had a great first drive going. They would come about 50 yards down the field. They were crazy. And then right on the cusp of the red zone, they end up turning it over. I mean, there were those were two big chances for the Browns to get the gate the, the lead early, and that would have had to force the Raiders into more of a balanced game plan. They would have had to pass the ball a lot more than yep. they wanted to. Didn't happen. Hundred percent. I was and I watched the game with my dad and my brother Anthony, and that was one of the things that I had said. I'm like, the Browns need to get out to a lead. They're so much better playing with a lead, just because of the way their offense is, is uh, you know. Say what you want about the defense, and we know the Browns' defense isn't that great. But you look at the three games in which the Browns have lost this season, what are their point totals? Yeah, six, seven, and six. It's you not, cannot win football games doing that, period. Yeah, but it's not that that's that's not relatable. I think it is. It's not, because you actually have you actually have to understand what was going on in the game to realize here's a stat for you. The Browns had six drives on offense this entire game. That's the least amount of drives for an off for a team in the NFL in thirty years. They couldn't get off the field on defense. Didn't help. Yeah, that's 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 literally the reason. I mean, I mean, just... I mean, we talk about the Browns. 
We talk about the Browns scoring a lot of points. You can't score points when you don't have the ball. You don't score even one offensive touchdown with the defense they have. You have no chance of winning. Well, they definitely that's didn't, a fact. They didn't right exactly, yeah. which is which is which is because of the defense. The defense certainly limited their opportunities to have the ball and score today. You're but, not going mean, to convince you, me. You're not going to yeah. convince me that the defense wasn't the reason why we lost the game. I'm well, sorry. that's what I'm telling you. Well, the you're offense wrong. didn't. The <laughs> offense didn't make enough plays. Today. You're 100 percent wrong. Period. That's okay. <laughs> I mean, they gave up 16 points. Should have only been 12. Like, how high of a standard are you holding them to? Steve, that this isn't this isn't black and white like you're making it out to be. Oh, it seems that way. Well, it's not. If today was not a cold weather, wet, grimy day where like the 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 passing game could have been more of an option, I would I would definitely I know what you're saying like in terms of 12 or 16 points should be surmountable. But at the end of the day, it really came down to we we watched a game of keep away today. We didn't I, I don't feel like I watched football today. I watched I watched the Raiders play keep away for 3 hours. And it was like it was like an 18-year-old big brother playing against their 12-year-old little brother. Yeah. And they were just like they were holding the ball up here like, "Hey, all right, come again." I I honestly, I once once the Raiders got the lead, they were more concerned with keeping the ball rather than scoring. Uh, yeah, I definitely agree with that. And, and a lot of that has to do with the weather. But, I mean, for God's sakes, I mean, of course they're not going to score a lot of points. Derek Carr threw for 120 yards. Yeah. How many points are they going to score? We couldn't stop the ball. They ran the ball 45 times for 200 yards. They had 40 minutes time of possession. They ran almost double amount of, point, uh, of plays as we did. I mean, what's the offense supposed to do when when uh, Vegas is routinely uh, picking up third and eight, running the ball? I'll tell you what they're supposed to do. They're supposed to execute, and they're supposed to pick up first downs on third down instead of drop the ball, which would have given the Raiders less opportunities to hang on to the ball like they did. I mean, Njoku's was egregious. Jarvis, I tell you what, Jarvis is, is okay. weird because Jarvis can make these like spectacular catches, one-handed grabs. Well, really, really, what we're, we're just we're just saying who who came first, chicken or the egg? Both sides of the ball were bad. Well, I'm, just yeah. saying, <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I'm just saying the defense is more. Their play was more egregious as mm-hmm. to why we lost the game. Yeah. I mean, you can't if you don't have the opportunities to score, you're not going to score. We had six mm-hmm. drives the whole game. Yeah. And what are you going to do? You expect the the offense to score on every drive? I think they should have converted a touchdown, at least one of them, if not two. Yeah. Well, actually, yes. actually, they did if the refs didn't take it away from them. Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, I True. still think that was probably the right call, but I mean, the fact that they didn't take the one off of the Raiders too. I mean, we've already adjudicated that a lot. But let me take this in a different direction here. The Browns got so out physical today. Oh, that was how bad. much of that is because we don't have Nick Chubb, we don't have Wyatt Teller. The fact that we didn't make plays in the passing game today, how much were we missing Odell Beckham Jr.? Sure. I mean, how Austin many all Hooper. pros can you Austin Austin Hooper Hooper too. Well. How many all pros can you take off the team before it starts to really impact them? I mean, I think yeah, we, we I just mean, saw that in buckets today. Right. Period. I mean, we're, we're literally we were down four of our more important uh, starters on offense. I mean, obviously the most important is your quarterback, but. Uh, I'd say outside of that, you know, you're missing a top three running back in the NFL um, who he's missed now four games. He still leads the league with 20 plus yard uh, rushing uh, plays. He still leads the league. He hasn't even played half of the games. Yep. Um, Odell Beckham Jr., who we saw today, even when he's not getting the ball thrown to him or making catches, is actually very impactful on offense. 
Um, and then Wyatt Teller, the guy who's been graded as the, the best guard in football, um, leading the way. Um, which, speaking of the offensive line, um, are you guys worried that, like me, that it seems like Jed Wills is actually getting worse as his rookie year goes along? I mean, how many penalties did he have today? Yeah, what, three, maybe four? I can't recall. It was a lot. Yeah, he looked. He had a couple false starts. There, had, there was a play uh, that Chris Spielman singled him out on when he was supposed to pull, and he was really late on the pull, which got Kareem Hunt blown up for about a four- or five-yard loss. That mm-hmm. was actually really good analysis. That, that's, <laughs> yeah. uh, Chris Spielman's great. He's he, he's really – other than the fact that he called David and Joku consistent, which made me laugh out <laughs> that, yeah, that was That was a good chuckle. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I I'm kind of with you. I, I I'm not gonna it's hit the concerning. panic button on him yet, but it's absolutely it's concerning. concerning. He's I don't know if it's again like like a lot of rookies. Once somebody starts to get some tape on you, they can start yeah. to figure out your intricacies and right. how to take advantage. He's, he's not losing us games because you know he's not getting Baker hit. Like Baker didn't get sacked today, mm-hmm. um, so it's not like we're not turning the ball over because you know he he, he gets beat by his guy or his guy beats him around the corner. And Baker gets strip sacked and nailed from behind. Like that's not happening, but he's not making things easy for us. Right. Like the the, the holding penalty that he had uh, made a big play come back. He had the false start late in the game, and we were driving to try and make it a one score game when uh, <clears throat> Baker was trying to do the hard count and he jumped. He actually did that twice. It's just he struggled, struggled. You know, all things considered, I don't think the offensive line was really in any way culpable. Of, they weren't uh, for, for losing this game. No, they weren't. Baker Mayfield, as you said, was not sacked not today. Not sacked. No. Um, team rushed the ball 22 times for 101 yards. That's just under five uh, of clip. I mean, that's not bad. Yeah. It's just, you know, I mean, they did their part as it, far yeah. as I'm aware. I, yeah, yeah I, they did. I, I feel alright about as the a whole. Run game. They played fine. Yeah, the run game in, in terms of our run game. It wasn't our our usual electric explosive numbers, but it doesn't have to be that every week. Sure. Uh, you know, I, I'm beating the dead horse here, but it really does. It comes back to the fact that we couldn't stop anything on defense, especially third down, and our wide receivers and, and tight ends dropped uh, some passes and, and fumbled the ball. I mean, just across the board, uh, just felt really – this was like – so despite what ass weapons we took against um, – Pittsburgh and the Ravens, this one actually felt more frustrating to me because it's like I, I, I went into those games like really expecting. You went into those games like – Like knowing what was probably going to happen. We're going to lose those games. This one, it, I, I know I picked us to lose, but I, I picked it to be a close one, and it just it yeah. never felt even, – Even though we, we, we only lost by 10, it, it almost seemed like we lost by three touchdowns. It felt a lot worse than it was. Yeah. Um, Man, I guess I just have such a different interpretation of this game. I Hmm. You know, I just feel like if the Browns made a play or two here or there, they could have won this game. Well, here's the thing. is As the game went on, I, I felt like it was increasingly unlike, unlikely that they were actually going to make that play mm. on offense or defense. Yeah, I'll uh, we, I mean, you know, we got, we got into the second. Here, here's the point where it really got to me because we got to halftime. It was 6-3. to three. We let the Raiders go down. And uh, the point that started to get me frustrated was we got the ball back with about f- five minutes. It was three to three. I'm thinking, okay, Raiders got the ball to start. There's five minutes left in the sec- second quarter. Let's drive down, get either a field goal or a touchdown, go into the halftime with the lead, and we get the ball back to start the second half. Yep. I'm feeling good at that point because if we go up six to three, you know, it's a low scoring game, weather's bad, we have the lead, and we get the ball to start the second half. <clears throat> so, you know, you're thinking, you know, you feel good. 
That drive, when we had the ball with uh, five minutes left, we went three and out. We punted it to them, and the Raiders went right down the field and kicked a field goal uh, as time expired. Felt a little bit poorly there, but I'm like, okay, second half, we get the ball first. We go down and score. Still feeling good about this game because it's either tied or we're going to take the lead. And uh, that was – what did we do? It was about 8.45 we went down, left in the third when we right. kicked the field goal. We went, we went down, tied the game with a field goal. Used about seven, seven and a half minutes. Feel okay. That's good. That was a good drive. You know, maybe we'll get in the flow a little bit. We didn't get the ball back the rest of the quarter. The Raiders got the ball with a, with eight and a half minutes left in the third quarter. We didn't get the ball back again until the fourth quarter had already started. That's the, the stuff I was talking I think, about with the defense. We just. I think what this podcast is revealing is how little I care about time of possession. <laughs> well, I, I mean, really, it's literally just, the reason why we lost. I, <laughs> I'd say if you if you just you had opportunities on both offense and defense to get the lead and turn the direction of this game early and you didn't you didn't convert. And Here's the problem though: we had more opportunities on defense to do that than we did on offense. We only had the ball six times on offense. Defense, defense held the Raiders out of the end zone all day, and the one time they got through was unjust. But if you don't get the opportunities so like, to score the touchdowns, it doesn't matter. What do we say so often in defense? Bend but don't break. That's what the Browns did today. You know, okay, and, but and when they bent, much. they bent for nine straight minutes at a time. It's, it wasn't. It wasn't okay. They get a couple big plays in the passing game, and then we we toughen up. No, the Raiders got six yards, seven yards, eight yards, five yards, four yards, six yards, eight yards, nine yards. We just never had the ball. Defense can do backflips or quadruple sal cows, as far as I'm concerned, as long as they keep them out of the end zone. Yeah, but there's only a finite amount of time you get in a football game. It's not like, not like, oh, okay, the Raiders just had the ball for nine minutes. Now we're entitled to have the ball for nine minutes. It's not like baseball when every team gets the same amount of outs every single inning. I don't even care about that. I think the simple fact of the matter is that the Browns are not – when they get the ball on offense, if they're not scoring touchdowns on at least a third of their drives, they're not going to win the game anyway. Because their so, defense is so bad. Yeah. Okay. I think we're back to chicken and egg. Well, I know. I, yeah. I understand it. <laughs> I mean, we're, we're yeah. just at an impasse. Because I, I, I definitely no, I, just, I hear the, you. With, the thing is, is Steve sees six points on the scoreboard, and he doesn't care how it happened. He just sees six points, and he's like, oh, it's the offense's fault. I think the 16 is actually even more significant. That's the best scoring output they've had all year. Yeah, I understand that. But you can't look at things in a vacuum and just say, oh, they, they, gave, up, they gave up 38 points against Pittsburgh, only 16. They should win against the Raiders. You have to understand how the 16 points were scored. Well, there's the, not as many opportunities. The game was shortened because they couldn't get off the field on defense. And the 16 could have been worse. I mean, if it was a drier and or warmer day, that 16 could have been worse because Derek Carr barely right. threw the ball. I well, mean, you add an, well, you add another you add another four points automatically if Henry Ruggs wears a size 12 shoe instead of 13. Right, yeah. That's a touchdown. Yeah. That's an additional four points. Then the Raiders are in the 20s. Yeah. Speaking of inconsistent uh, – uh, officiating today. Honestly, I think that call should have gone against us. I, I do think that we caught a break on that one. Which one? The the Henry Ruggs. I think he was in bounds. I, I do think. Yeah, I mean, well, well I, we talked about it. It. I think if they ruled it a touchdown on the field, it would have. And I don't know if you agree with that, Steve. If they would have, if they would disagree for the record, you do. Yeah. So if you so you think it would have been incomplete. Yeah. The whole way. Okay. I think if they would have called it a touchdown on the field, it would have stayed. Yeah. I just. There's, but how close is that play that we, you know, Ryan and I are differing on whether he had his foot in bounds or not? 100. Like, I mean, <laughs> right? Yeah. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, well, boy. so 
you know, that's that's behind us. Uh, we're heading into the bye week. Um, uh, hopefully, Hooper is healthy and back. Hopefully, Nick Chubb healthy and back. Who knows what's going on with Miles? Hopefully, Teller, healthy. hopefully. Hopefully Teller as well. So the good news is the bye week. Our, when, our season's going to torpedo if if Miles Garrett uh, has his MRI tomorrow and he has to miss a significant amount of time. Yeah, because it happened last year. You're going to see our you're going to see our defense go from maybe top five worst in the NFL to the worst in the NFL. The Browns defense will be the worst defense in the NFL. If say Miles Garrett misses, he has a knee sprain and he's out. Four to six weeks. I mean, you can kiss yeah. the playoffs goodbye. We would be on a similar trajectory to 2019 100%. when he was out the last six games. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 100%. And it's such a shame, too, because I tell you what, his numbers, he's having a statistical fantastic year. I mean, his his turnovers and, and, yeah. and sacks, and, and he's just he's balling out. So, I, yeah, hopefully speedy recovery to him, whatever the deal may be. Um, and then uh, we've got uh, the Texans uh, after the bye, which will be an exciting game. They for suck. This. For the podcast, at least they suck. Um, That's an absolute must win. Yeah. Well, and oh, who knows yeah. now? Now it officially becomes an absolute must win. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, you could have argued if we were at six and two going to the bye week, you could argue that we could drop a game that we weren't supposed to. Yeah. The, the second half. At this point, we we've burnt through our um, any wiggle room that we thought we had. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that the Houston Texans. You know, we don't know what Houston team we're going to play because they, if they have a fire sell in the next couple of days before yeah, the deadline, you, I, there's a they, couple. They could, they, outside of Deshaun Watson, they could trade their entire team by Tuesday. You, Will you Fuller is a, a name that's been talked about. Yeah, uh, they won't do it. JJ Watt's name got thrown around casually. I don't think that there's any teeth yeah. to that. Well, here's, yeah, here, here. I mean, here's the thing. Like for them, unless your name's Deshaun Watson. Why would you keep any of your guys when they can bring you assets when you're one in six football team? Well, especially Why? considering how low they are on assets at the moment. They've exactly. Tri- Bill they O'Brien, have- the GM, screw them. The here's the, I don't know who I don't remember who has. Is it Miami who has their first round pick? I think it is. Yeah, from Laramie Tunsil's trade. If yep. if if their season continues to torpedo and they get the number one pick, they're not going to be making their own pick. It's going to be Miami because. Bill O'Brien was a moron and traded two first-round picks for a left tackle, and I, I'm yeah. going to laugh so hard yeah. if that happens. But just imagine if the Houston Texans go two and fourteen and get the number one pick. Now, they probably wouldn't draft Trevor Lawrence because they have Deshaun Watson. Maybe they would have traded but, that. But pick they anyway. could have, they could have traded that. for but who knows they, what? You know how if, if they had the number if they have the end up with the number one pick. And they're holding, they're dangling Trevor Lawrence out there. Do you know how many first round picks they could get from another team? At worst, they'll be the number two pick because the Jets probably won't win a game. But that's I also see your true. Point. Well, yeah. Justin Fields. Justin I mean, Fields could be you know, in he's, that he's conversation. He's the other guy. You get a lot of picks for him, too. I mean, now Miami's probably going to do that because they have Tua. So, yeah. you know, they're either going to take an offensive lineman to protect him or they're going to dangle that pick out there. So, whatever. We're going, we're going down a right. rabbit right. hole. But. Yeah. Well, I don't. I'm. I'm going to stew on this loss for a couple weeks because we don't have a game tomorrow. So I'm not even thinking about the Texans right now. Yeah. This. Uh, this hurts. And uh, let's let, let's hope that the the Browns uh, come out with their hair on fire uh, against the Texans. And yeah. 
Baker said after the game that uh, the locker room is incredibly pissed off, and I'm like, well, good. Yeah. <laughs> I mean. I mean, is there any other emotion that they should feel after a yeah. game like that? Yeah. I hope exactly. they're embarrassed. I definitely hope they're embarrassed. Yeah. I don't ever want to wish ill will on anybody. That but like, defensive I, I, front seven should be really embarrassed. I that's hope, for sure. Oh, my. Yeah. I hope I hope the, I hope the every single linebacker on that and roster. And the receivers. I hope every single safety. I hope every, yeah, every receiver that dropped a pass. There's a lot of guys that <clears throat> David Joku. Yeah, there's Get a lot of guys that uh, so had a rough day at the. Office. And I tell you what, hey, look, people are human. Uh, you're allowed to have a bad day at the office. I know I do every once in a while as well. But at the end of the day, if you're a rec- these receivers, you're paid millions of dollars to catch footballs. Yeah, and, but for and a guy, put but, in the dirt. I, I have no sympathy for that guy. The guy who touts himself as being a first round, which he was, not whatever. I okay. Um, but for a third string tight end to be, uh, oh, trade me team. Oh no, I don't want to. I don't want you to trade me. Oh, trade me team. Oh, I'm gonna have my agent leak out to Mary Kay Cabot that I want to be traded. But then I'm gonna tweet and say I didn't say anything to Mary Kay Cabot. Like so much drama for a guy that doesn't mean anything. Yeah, I remember his and first... can't catch. If you're gonna if you're gonna be that braggadocious and that uh, insistent on making your feelings known that you want to trade out of town, Gotta back catch it up. the football. Gotta back it up. I mean, he was the guy during his first two years of, 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 uh, his career. I wanted his roommate to be the jugs machine because he couldn't, he couldn't be all I want. Uh, that's all I wanted him to do. I wanted him to take that thing on dates because he <laughs> dumbass couldn't catch anything. And it, oh my God. It's unbelievable. So yeah, yeah, we I got my all riled up again. Bye week. We can't lose the bye week. Uh, hopefully the cavalry will will return in the form of Chubb and Teller and Hooper, uh, Garrett. Hopefully, any anybody know anything about Greedy at this point? Are we? Is he oh, just? Are we writing I, him off? Are we already done with the Greedy I, experiment? I think I said a couple weeks ago on the post game show. I would play it right now, but I think it might halt the recording again. Yeah, I, I, I said a couple weeks ago on the postgame show that anything we get from Greedy uh, is basically gravy. It's bonus. Like, yeah. I'm not expecting anything from him. Fair. Um, and, and I'll say this. I don't want to rag on him too much because I think the guy's a warrior and I think he's playing hurt and I think he's a, he's a great player and I, will, I want him on the team for the rest of his career. want him on our team for the rest of his career. you got to catch the ball better, Jarvis. Yeah. You have to. That was a tough catch for the touchdown, but – you should have come up with that catch. And then the other two drops he had in the game, woof. Yeah, they were bad. Yep. They and one bad. of them was on third down. The one on third down was Njoku-esque. And then the 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 last one was after he made an actual really tough catch. It was the one-handed catch. And then Baker went right back to him. The next play dropped it, like yeah. a four-yard pass, just dropped it. So, Ryan, you're come absolutely on, right. Third down was a disaster. Oh. No, Both sides any, of the ball. Any way you slice it. Yeah. Bad. Bad, 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 bad. So anyway, we go into the bye week. <laughs> hey, uh, yeah, real quick. Uh, picks against the bye week. What do we got? Usually, Na- narrow usually victory. Will, hold on, <laughs> hold on. Here's here's what we should pick. Will the Browns find a replacement for Sendejo before the trade deadline? Mm. That's interesting. Um, you know, Good Anthony question. Harris is is being dangled out there by Minnesota. Who knows? Uh, God, I hope so. And I'll tell you what the 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 bye week will come down. The result of the bye week will come down to that Miles Garrett MRI. Mm-hmm. If mm-hmm. that MRI comes back clean, we win the bye week because we're getting guys back. Like Teller will be back, Chubb will be back, Hooper will be back. That. But if, if yep. that MRI says he has like a strained MCL or something like six that, weeks and he's out. Or he's out like Chubb has been out the last four six weeks. Uh, 
we lost the bye week 42 to nothing. <laughs> Get ready to have to score 35, 42 points. This is like this, w- this, this would be like you like, have been. This would be like the Rams losing Aaron Donald. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, just it I would don't... be. It would be crushing. I'm actually going to go out on a limb and, and say I don't think the Browns really go out and do any kind of deadline deals. So yeah. there's two reasons. One, I'm always leery of buying some terrible team's fire sale disgruntled player, especially if they're only got another year or two under contract. Um, for is, If the deal is right, if the, if, if the price is right, I can entertain the idea. But like... You know, to take somebody who's either been a problem in another locker room or, you know, disgruntled or frustrated or whatever with losing to throw them into the mix last minute. I don't know if we can swing a deal where for like a six round pick, we can take a flyer on like a on like a uh, a, a really reputable safety. I could live with that. Yeah. For, sure. like, for like a one or two year rental. Sure. Fine. But if we do anything with like third round picks and above, like I'm out. I don't. I don't want to mortgage the future. We already know that we're not going to the Super Bowl this year, especially if Garrett's hurt long term. Double down on that. I, I I would rather just hold pat and say at the end of the year, Sendejo, see you later. That experiment was fantastic. Get out. Oh. Um. So yeah, I, I I lean towards us not bringing in any additional help, especially when you throw in the fact that with COVID regulations, um. Whatever you you trade for the guy, you have to, he has to have like six straight days of testing, come back I think clear, it's five. and then five. Yeah, so uh, like a business week's worth of testing, and then um, then he's physically got to be up to speed on right. on your plays and all this stuff. I mean, not a normal deadline. Um, no, I, it, it helps that we have the bye week uh, true, to go along true. with the deadline, and I think with a guy like Anthony Harris, I think that that acclimation period. Uh, would be less just he because he's coming to a he's he knows the fancy he knows Joe Woods like he's coming to a system that he knows true um, like unlike Ronnie Harrison who's he's he's still a baby in the league and he's coming from a system that's totally different than what he ran you saw it took him about a month to get up to speed um, but yeah if, I, I would I would love to see us trade for a guy like Anthony Harris and then just be like Sandejo thanks but no thanks. Um, and hopefully sure that and then and then a linebacker too. Somehow, some way, just get me a linebacker. I'm so done with Taki Taki. I just ugh. Yeah, that it's one. Just so done with it. That experiment is way past its expiration. Um and I gotta be honest, I know he's been battling back and I know he's a fan favorite. I need to see more from Mac Wilson too. Yeah, I was thinking it too. Um, I love him. I love his heart. I yeah, love his hustle. I do too. But I, the production's not been there yeah, yet. Yeah, and it's not just me being like, "Oh, he didn't make this play. He didn't make that play." I mean, if, you, if you're into analytics at all, he does not have a good rating for no, the PFF. Consistently, he's not showing bad. Up. It's, yeah, it's so, problematic. The whole linebacking core. But I mean, hey, when you're when you can't stop the run and you're giving up a ton of points a game, nobody really on your defense is going to score high except Miles Garrett, who. I mean, he just gets sacks every game and strip sacks and stuff. So, um, yeah. But let's uh, before this turns into a normal timed LOTL episode, <laughs> let's go around the league before we uh, before we get out of here. Let's let's do that real quick. So bizarre results are the, the norm for today, and I'll just preface so I guess this would kind of make me feel a little bit better, but still no. Well, actually, you shouldn't feel better because the Browns oh. significantly hurt their playoff positioning today. Uh, That's we'll, another we'll, we'll reason go, why this is more frustrating. We'll, we'll, we'll go over that here Losing in a second. Losing that friggin' tiebreaker. 
Um, started Thursday night, the Atlanta Falcons at one and six go to Charlotte. They end up beating the Panthers, what, what? twenty-five Called to seventeen. Um, just a dud performance by Carolina. At this point, you have to figure neither one of these teams is going anywhere. Carolina is now three and five. Uh, one really important game today: the top two teams in the AFC North were battling in Baltimore. And Pittsburgh is now 7-0. and As they go to Baltimore, they beat the Ravens, who have now lost twice at home. I did uh, get that one right, 28 too. 28-24. to 24. And can we uh, – can we – people are going to hate me for this. Can we start keeping the same energy with Lamar Jackson um, that we do a lot of times with Baker Mayfield? Like, Baker Mayfield throws a ball, a pass low, and everybody gets on his ass because, well, he's not the guy, he's not the guy. I'm not saying Lamar Jackson's not the – future with the Ravens, but let's not act like he's perfect. Open the game with a pick six. Yep. Not a great way to start. Brutal pick six. He was, I believe, under 50% throwing the ball. He was like 13 of 29. Two picks. Threw two touchdowns, but had two picks. Oh, I mean, if you threw that stat light on Baker, everyone would oh, be con- lighting you know, him up. Colin, Colin Cowherd Cow- would do a 15-minute <laughs> segment on him. Yeah. I guarantee he doesn't talk about uh, Lamar Jackson tomorrow. He's going to talk about how great the Steelers were. But but when Baker threw two picks against the Steelers, what did everybody do? Everybody crucified him. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Lamar Jackson, they're not even going to talk about Lamar Jackson. They're going to talk about, oh, how great the Steelers are, blah, 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 blah. Like, let's keep the same energy. If Lamar Jackson struggles, let's point it out. You know, if you want to shower him with praise when he plays really well, and, he, and credit to him, he won the MVP last year, still hasn't won a playoff game. He struggled as of late. Let's, let's just keep that same energy when he's struggling as – the same as when he's, you know, having success. That's all I'm saying. What this result means with the Steelers at seven and zero and the Ravens at five and two is that the Ravens are now only a game and a half, or excuse me, only a half game ahead of the Browns. They right. look to be the easier out if you're looking at trying to catch somebody. We we could have been in second place in the division if we just won this game. Yeah, you you could have. Correct. Um, yeah, I mean, at this point, the Steelers are definitely in the driver's seat in the AFC North. The Ravens are just like the Browns; they're headed. Uh, toward a wild card, it would appear. Um, one result that was not bizarre today: the Chiefs hmm. beat up on the Jets, thirty-five Who to nine. The Chiefs. Uh, the Chiefs still only have one defeat. The Jets are still winless. Uh, Mahomes with five touchdown passes today. He yeah. Threw it through an underhanded screen pass to Travis Kelsey for a touchdown. Just that guy is like. <laughs> yeah. He's he's beyond description at this point. Yeah, it's pretty typical. You know, nothing really to see here. Yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah. Same old, um, same old. Yeah. Friggin' Jets. Indianapolis and Detroit, two teams that I don't think I've called any of their games right in point spread this year. I finally did. I am right there with you. I finally did call one right here because Indianapolis went to Detroit. They beat the Lions 41-21. to I refuse to be a believer in the Colt, in Phillip Rivers with the Colts. I don't know why, but I just refuse to do it, and it's costing me in our pick-em. I don't, think, I, I don't know if I've picked the Colts right one. Maybe against the Browns because I'm a homer and I picked the Browns to win. Um, I don't think I picked them their games right once. But perhaps uh, more pertinently, that does not help the Browns. The Colts nope. have now leapfrogged the Browns in the standings. They're now 5-2. and two. Yep. Uh, Browns do ultimately have a tiebreaker on them, but they're behind at the moment. And another game— that, that, that result actually makes our game against the Titans even more important because now if the Colts end up winning the division, we'll be, we'll be playing the Titans for a wild card spot and we'll need to beat them to have the tiebreaker. It's very interesting that you mentioned the Titans because I was about to go there. The Titans went to Cincinnati today and they laid an egg. 
They crazy. Their defense was terrible today. Crazy. Uh, Joe Burrow and the Bengals offense ring up 31 points. They win 31 to 20. In the NFL's worst uniforms. Their 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 color rush where they just have the same uniforms. They just take all the orange out and it's black and white. Mm-hmm. Oh. <laughs> you know, normally it's you look good, you play good. I guess this is not a, a case where that wasn't really wasn't uh, really true. But uh, the oh, Bengals the do get their are bad too. The Bengals or do the get Titans. their second win. Uh, the Titans all of a sudden have hit a bit of a tailspin here after yeah. starting undefeated. They've now lost two in a row. And yeah, like you said, Dan, Colts and Titans both tied in the loss column now. So that COVID karma's catching up to them. You know, maybe They're it nonsense. ends up being that uh, you know we look for a head-to-head on Tennessee when we go to Nashville later this year. Yep. Um, while we're on talking about Browns playoff positioning, another game that did not go our way today, Miami. Uh, thanks to a punt return for touchdown and a defensive scoop and score, uh, which was uh, caused by a force fumble by our old buddy Emmanuel Agba, the Dolphins defeat the Rams twenty-eight to seventeen. They're what four and three. They're now four and three, so we kind of have them coming up in the rearview mirror as well. I'm worried about Miami. So, uh, yeah, pretty much Indianapolis. Miami, Two is not the reason why they won the game today. They, Vegas, they won the game because they got a defensive touchdown and a special teams touchdown. I didn't even mention Tua up to this point, so right. No, but but that everybody's like, oh, Tua, Tua, Tua. Okay. Right. Uh, he right. had very little to do with mm-hmm. what happened there. But yeah. But, get get uh, a, get a defensive touchdown, a special teams touchdown every game. You're, you're going to win almost every time when you get right. that to happen. Yeah. Um, and going back to bizarre results here, the Vikings four <laughs> touchdown runs by Dalvin Cook today. Yep. They go to Lambeau. They beat the Packers, who. The Packers. Hey, the Packers not looking so good all of a sudden. They've no. lost two of their last three. They lose today, twenty-eight to twenty-two. Yeah, no, the pack is the the, the pack is start not not that's not what I meant. The as in the pack Packers, like the pack is in all the NFL teams. It's starting to come. Everybody's starting to squeeze back together. Yeah, in like, in a, like in a sense, it is. The great teams aren't like you know six and one, seven. I mean, the Steelers are, but there's a lot less of those like upper echelon teams that are in another stratosphere. There are a lot more teams today with two and three losses. Like Packers lost, uh, Titans lost, Ravens lost, Browns. You know, there's lost. a lot of that going on today. <laughs> uh, one situation where that didn't happen was in Buffalo. Buffalo does get to six and two today. They had to battle maybe harder than you would have thought against the Patriots, but they do win twenty-four to twenty-one. Patriots are now two and five. I'm loving it. I you know they stink. I, I love the fact that the Patriots are just so bad. And for I don't once. want, yeah, I don't stink. want them to be so bad that they get like the second or third pick overall. I do want them to get nah, some, some wins on the board so they don't get like one of the top quarterbacks. But yeah. you know, it, two it's, and five. It's Bill Belichick. That, they're not that, going two and fourteen. That's great. They're going to end up like six and ten. Going into the four o'clock window now, uh, battle of two and four teams. Uh, kind of an irrelevant game. The Chargers are beating the Broncos twenty-four to nine. This would be the second straight win for the Chargers if they're able to hang on to that. There's about six minutes left in the third there. Pichu is loving that one. Yeah, Pichu is definitely loving that result. <laughs> Stupid ponytail's not. Um, the Seattle Seahawks are up twenty to seven on the 49ers. That would be uh, 49ers are current coming in four and three. Uh, that would lo- drop them to 500 if they're not able to come back in this one. That's a big. That's a big divisional game. Uh, yeah, definitely is. Uh, especially considering Arizona's out there too. Seattle yeah. is, would go to six and one if they're able to hang on in that one. Again, up 13 halfway through the third. I like their odds. They're playing at home as well. And then another one of the games of the day going on in Chicago. 
The 4-2 and two Saints, the 5-2 and two Bears, they are currently tied at 13 halfway through the third quarter. Interesting. That is a real swing game and a big game of importance out in the NFC. Um, we'll see how that one plays out. Going down to tonight's game, you got the 2-5 and five Cowboys going against the 2-4-1 and one Eagles. Cowboys are down to their third-string quarterback. Frankly, on paper, this looks like it should be a slaughter in favor of the Eagles, but they haven't covered a spread practically all year, so it's a division game, so who knows. Yeah, the Eagles are going to win that game. I'm, I'm not sure. I think I, I think I picked them to cover just because... The number was nine and a half. I remember that, or nine or nine and a nine half. And a half. I actually picked Dallas because yeah. I don't think that Dallas wins, but I can see they've been calling him Gucci Danucci, the third string quarterback. So Ryan's I'm like, feeling Danucci. I'm gonna be I'm gonna be riding that Gucci Danucci to Danucci. to at least is that Sunday night? Uh, that is tonight's game. Uh, tonight's yes. game. Yeah, I probably won't see that. Let's and be honest. If you look at the Sunday night football schedule the rest of the year, this might be the worst game they have uh, yeah. between now and the end of the season. Uh, because I was looking to see if the Browns might possibly get flexed in in any of their weeks. It doesn't look likely unless if it, you know the game against the Steelers ends up being big in Week 17. Which, uh, if the right things are going, probably yeah. Not. Which is actually actually good yeah, for us. Yeah, but you would have said yes mm-hmm. last week. Mm-hmm. Which is actually good for us because then Pittsburgh won't play anybody that week, and the way it's going, we're we're probably gonna have we're gonna have to have that game. It's looking less likely that Pittsburgh is going to be in a dogfight toward the end. That win over Baltimore today was pretty important. Yeah. Um, going to Monday night, this is also a stinker of a game. The 5-2 and two Buccaneers, who are actually playing very well right now, they go into the Meadowlands to face the Giants at 1-6. Oh. This is another one that's interesting for the points. Tampa's favored by 12. Well, the, Gi- I, I will had, the Giants. I had the Giants actually covering that, but I'm not too Will the Giants also be playing against the Turf Monster this week, like Daniel Jones was last week? Oh. <laughs> On his 80-yard oh. scamper, and then... Oh, oh, oh. That's somebody who's not used to sprinting that far. His legs just locked up. Yeah. Well, I, I feel like he was he was also like uh, his his legs were moving too fast for his body, and he just lost balance. Oh, yeah. Because um, a lot of those times, especially when you're not used to sprinting that hard, that fast, that long, like you, you like, uh, yeah, your legs lock up or either it's like, I don't know what to do, but my body, I never – it's never moved this fast before, and then you just go down. His legs yeah. just straight panicked. Yeah, he's not doing gasters in practice. No. Obviously, no, 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 <laughs> not not so. Not much. Unless he gets a personal foul penalty. <laughs> like quarterback? Yeah. Are you serious? Are you, are you kidding me, coach? <laughs> All right, so that's around the NFL. Appreciate it, Steve. Thank you, and uh, that's going to do it for us uh, for this week's edition of the Deerfield Gridiron Post Game Show. Uh, no, no show next week. By week, correct. So we're gonna We've take the week off. We've got a special episode uh, that'll be released on Tuesday. That's in, right. In place of our uh, our usual episode, Girl Power episode on and, Tuesday. And check it out. The following week, uh, following weekend, by week. So no, no, nothing no next weekend. Show. So you'll see us here, and uh, it'll be a little while. But uh, yep. we will be back. We are not doing an episode this week because we are going to the polls and voting. So we're gonna take that time to do our civic duty. We encourage all of you to do the same, and. Uh, yeah. Uh, cool episode. Uh, it's going to be about 45, 50 minutes that we recorded last Saturday night. Um, and, uh, yeah, really cool. So check that out. So uh, Browns lose 16-6 to to the Raiders, finish 5-3 and three at the midway point going into the bye. Houston Texans are next up on the slate uh, two Sundays from now. And uh, we'll be back then after the game. Uh, could be a spicy episode depending on what happens and who's on the show. So, um, for 
Steve and Ryan. I'm Dan. You've been listening to the Deerfield Gridiron Post Game Show, and uh, we'll catch you guys in two weeks. Yeah.